Miracy. Hi, everyone. I'm Pamela Bassa, and you are listening to Making It. I run a business called The Lucrative Lady, and what we do is we help men and women who are at the beginning stages of their business or haven't quite hit the six-figure mark. I teach you three key things, and that is storytelling, sales, and sales systems. I actually started off my career as an actress. So I went to drama school, I came out, got an agent, and I started working my very first job was at the West Yorkshire Playhouse and I was playing the lead role in The Snow Queen. And living in London and the West Yorkshire Playhouse being in Leeds meant that I was four hours away from home. So I was very, very lonely. And I remember one time the show going up, uh, you know, rehearsal had finished and I thought, what am I going to do with my time in the daytime when the show is up? And, you know, I'm performing in the evening, but I have nothing to do in the daytime. And so I decided to call around schools and to see if they needed some you know, some training or anything for their kids and stuff. And because I was in the play in the West Yorkshire Playhouse, they all said yes. So I went into schools and I delivered presentations and some of them were free and I got testimonials, et cetera, and some were paid. And so that was when I decided that, oh, I could actually get paid for something else besides just uh, performing on stage and for acting. And that was what led to my very first business uh, when I was, I don't know, 19 or something. And which led to my actual first six-figure launch at that stage within that business as well. So I set up a company. It was a theatre and education company where I would write plays and I got my actor friends who were at that time weren't really working. And I said, you know, come and help me and, you know, I'll give you a job. Essentially, I'll give you a platform. And I did. So I wrote a play, got them involved to perform these plays and we sold these plays to schools. Now, at that point, my sister had a salon, hair salon in, in London, and the basement was empty. There was no windows, there was no carpet. It was just a basement. And I decided that was going to be the perfect rehearsal room, except we had nobody paying us to do anything. One day, I had an epiphany. My local church was literally three minutes away from the rehearsal studio. And I thought, what if we could show them what this production is about? What if we could show them? And we had Poundland right around the corner. And this was the days before you had WeTransfer or Dropbox or Google Drive. So literally we decided to mail things. So I said, you know what? Let's get on stage at the church. I'm going to film, I'm going to direct, and I'm going to film you doing a bit of the production, like a five minutes. We ran over to Poundland, bought a bunch of CDs and pretty much recorded really quickly, put everything onto CDs and mailed out and then waited. The following week, nothing happened. The week after that, nothing happened. And I started to think like, what is going on? You know, isn't this going to work either? Emails are not working. Now these posts are not working. And so I left it for another week and I didn't go back to work. When I did go back to work, I remember trying to open the door to get in and the door was jammed. And I looked behind the door, there was a glass door. I looked behind, like, why is it jammed? And I looked down on the floor and it was a bunch of envelopes on the floor. And I looked on the top of the first one and it said St. Mary's. That's a school. It's like, okay. I opened the first envelope and it was a check for £1,200 along with a letter saying we would love to hire your company. And in my hand, I had over 20 envelopes, all of them either full of checks or letters saying, we can't do this date. Can your, can your group come in for this date? And we had um, uh, opened up, essentially the production was going to be for all of October, but we were booked out of all of October. We extended till November to deliver this thing. and. 
I was absolutely blown away. And that was my first, before I knew what a six-figure launch was, that was the first experience of, wow, this is what making money from your expertise looks like. I still didn't want to do business. I just wanted to be an actress. And I then went on to do some work at the National Theatre. Then I did a play that was then going on Broadway and about to tour the world. And I got married at the same time, got pregnant. And unfortunately, we lost our daughter at birth. This changed everything. I can't even explain how literally overnight everything changed my desires. I no longer wanted to perform. I no longer wanted to be on stage. I felt very guilty. I just, that whole, the hunger, the desire, the vision for just wanting to perform absolutely just disappeared overnight. And I went through quite a lot of uh, depression in a very short space. It was just like everything happened overnight. At that time, my mom was running a daycare nursery and um, in another part of London. And um, I wouldn't leave the house because at that point I was a recognizable face. I was the face of a lot of brands because I did a lot of commercials. And so I'd be walking on streets and people would recognize me. And I didn't want that because there was an advert that I did. I did for, for Pampers and I was the face for a long time and I was the pregnant woman and I was really pregnant. And so when I would walk on the streets and people would recognize me, they would go, oh my goodness, you know, you've had your baby. You're the, you're the girl, you're the Pampers girl. You've had your baby. And it broke my heart every time that I had to then say, no, actually, I lost my baby. So I didn't leave the house. One day, my mom came knocking on the door and she said, well, I need help to grow the nursery. And I said, but I don't know how to do that. She said, well, maybe you can help and you can learn. You can help me, learn and help me. And eventually I decided to help. So I went into the nursery, locked myself in the office so I wouldn't see anybody or any child because it was just too much for me. At that time, I started to really orchestrate and it was happening. We had a team who did the marketing and I was the head of marketing. I was the, you know, behind the scenes and nobody ever saw. But within six months, I took that nursery from 12 children to 60 children. And it started to do incredibly, incredibly well. And now we have several branches and it's a multi seven figure business that we run offline. I remember my mom saying to me one day, she said, Pam, you're just, you're, you know, you're really good at this thing. I really think that you're supposed to be helping entrepreneurs at large. So one day I was doing another webinar. I put out a live stream, very popular. People would turn up. I was doing another webinar. And by this time I had discovered people like Russell Brunson, the perfect webinar. And I was like, let me put on this webinar for this. Let me try this last time and see if it doesn't work, then I will just go and work in the nursery and forget the whole entrepreneurship path, you know, whatever. Right. Let's see how it works. So this specific day, I then pluck up the courage and I go three, two, one, and I go live on my webinar and I go, hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you guys. Thank you so much. And as I'm doing that, my confidence is growing. The numbers are growing and people are coming in and it is just, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm an actress. I'm buzzing. I love being live and talking to people and presenting. So as I'm doing this webinar, I notice that there's something flashing in a corner and it's the chat on Zoom. So I go about 20 minutes in. Let me check what the chat is saying. I open the chat to read my raving reviews and it wasn't actually raving reviews. What they were saying was, we can't see the slides. Your webinar is broken. We can't see anything that you're showing us, Pam. Can you fix this? And I am not a techie person. And I say, I'm really sorry, guys. This presentation is broken. I, I don't know how to fix this. But we have roughly 10 people here. I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to talk. So I started to speak and um, I shared stories. I went from story 
to story to story. I shared a story about my day and my kids, and I just started to just tell different stories back and forth. And within about 15 minutes or so, somebody put something in the chat and they say, oh, what is your program about, Pam? And I share. And I say, you know, what well, my program is such and such and such. And I share my PayPal link and I wrap up the meeting believing nothing would happen. Within 24 hours after that presentation, I made my very first sale as a coach. And six people out of 10 invested £2,000 to work with me. At what point did I feel that I made it? I think for me, it goes way back to opening the door to the salon and seeing the envelopes on the floor. For me, just getting those checks through. And yes, we've had much greater successes afterwards. But for me, that was the first moment where I felt validated as a person, where I felt like I have a purpose again. And for me, that is making it. It's waking up and feeling excited for your life, feeling excited about the future of having hope once again. For me, that's making it. And everything else that comes afterwards then happens because you keep pushing. You take each day at a time. and. Yes, life knocks you, but again, you get back up and you keep going as long as you have that foundational belief that there is hope. If you have hope, I believe that everything stacks up in your favor eventually at some point. So for me, it, it really goes way back to that moment of just realizing that I can do something else with my life and it be successful. Making it for me means just right now, today, being in a place where I can support my family, my children, you know, one of my biggest goals is to not to have their lives changed as in negatively because of the various things that, you know, we're going through as a family. It really is just having, it's having peace in the midst of a storm. It really is, you know, and oftentimes money is a huge part of that when you can still just give your children what they need and all of that. Nothing brings me more joy than that. And having the flexibility to work with people, to see them get results, to see them grow, to see impact carried forth as part of a legacy for me, that's truly what making it means to me. My main message to people listening to my story, my main message would definitely be never give up. Definitely. Just, uh, yeah, just, I truly believe that success is for everyone. Like we can all be successful. Like there is room enough for us all. If you don't give up or allow self-doubt or self-sabotage or your backstory, as I have shared plenty of mine, or your backstory to be the thing that holds you back. You know, I, I feel that in life, you always have a choice. The choice is I'm going to allow these things that have happened to set me back and I'm going to use them as my banner or my anchor that holds me down. And this is the reason why I cannot be successful because, you know, I lost my daughter or this is the reason why my husband was diagnosed with such and such. Or this is the reason I could. I understand that I could have that be my story, but I make other choices. I make a choice and I choose not to. And with everything that has happened and is still happening there are some things that I, I'm not amazing at. I, sometimes I'm not amazing at keeping up with things. I'm not, I'm just so busy. I have so much to think about. So it's also allowing yourself to have grace in your journey, understanding who you are, understanding what things hold you down or what the things that get you down and giving yourself some grace and understanding that everybody goes through things, right? And it doesn't have to be the end of your story. In fact, it could be 
the empowering part of your story if you choose for it to be so. I'm Pamela Bassan. You have been listening to Making It. You can find me over on YouTube. So simply go to youtube.com forward slash Pam or Bassa and subscribe to the channel and all of that good stuff. You can also find me on my website, www.pamobassa.com. See you there. Making It is part of the Mira CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermont and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is supervising producer. Danny Eney, that's me, is executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, please give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.